0: This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. Hey everybody, welcome aboard. We're uh, going to kick off the marathon starting now. Today is Thursday, February 8th, 2024. We've got Pastor Gary Stafford, Just-In-Time Ministries, and we have special guest, Evangelist Johnny D. Brother Johnny, welcome. Brother Gary,
1: welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you. Hey
2: there, Johnny D. Hello, hello. Happy New Year's, everybody. I want you to lead us in prayer.
1: Father God, we say uh, welcome, 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 person, Holy Spirit, in our life today. Person, Holy Spirit, out of the Trinity, you're the most important person on planet Earth in our Christian life today. Jesus said he would not leave us as an orphan or a victor. He would send us a helper, the Spirit of Truth. So welcome in our conversation. Welcome in this time together, Holy Spirit. Welcome in all the listeners' ears and lives tonight, uh, because we need you. You are the power source of our Christian life on earth. So we love you and welcome you, God, the person, Holy Spirit, and all the angels on assignment tonight and all of our lives. Welcome, welcome, welcome the host of heaven. Welcome the kingdom of God, because we are the citizens of heaven tonight. So welcome thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.
2: You know, uh, excuse me, Johnny D is a a gospel singer uh, from uh, Kenya, and uh, he was on Americans uh, Have Talent, and, uh, I tell you, his voice was like that of an angel, and he said, I am a son of God. Amen. He Amen. sang it. How about that? And they, the crowd just listened and roared with applause, <clears throat> right at, <clears throat> excuse me, right after the, uh, the singing of this song and uh, it just one of the judges actually gave their life to the Lord right then and there. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. But I, I tell you, we're going to be talking about you and uh, preparing the call on your life.
1: Yes, and well, Sarah, that's
2: yes, the sir. title of the program, Preparing for the Call on Your Life. And then, Johnny D, there are many people listening that don't know that they have a call on their life. Yes, sir, And sir. I'm going to ask you to share some things tonight. And, uh, first of all, I I think uh, you walked the walk that many of us walk, and uh, you can share that in just a moment. But uh, I understand you were one of four children, being the second one of the four, and uh, you shared to me uh, or shared with me that it was a a home, a broken Mm -hmm. home, and the one filled with domestic violence. And uh, I think that many of us can relate to that out there that are listening in. And, uh, of course, uh, not to say uh, about verbal and physical abuse. How did you deal with this, Johnny D?
1: Mm. Yes, that was... um that was during the time of my childhood growing up. And little did I know at that time until I was older in my walk in the Lord, going to get some uh, counseling, going to get some what they call um, emotional trauma resolved in my life, that I realized that um, it's what you call a, a broken home or a very dysfunctional family. And now that I'm older in my Christian journey and have children myself, uh, I never realized how important that home life is for young people or children growing up today. Cause that is your foundation to your adult life that you're gonna go out into this world and live. And uh, everything that you experience and go through in that, that, that most important time of your life, will affect your footsteps, your decisions, and your actions today. And so many of us are still living out of them traumatic events that has not been resolved in our life, even though a lot of us have come to Christ, but we still have so many struggles, and we, we just can't understand why is that.
2: Yeah. Well, I understand that uh, that left a great emptiness in your life and the uh, especially when the parents were divorced, were divorcing, and then you're age 18. How did you fill that emptiness inside?
1: Yeah, so usually, you know, you have a broken heart when you come out of that um, type of home environment, and um, and um you have a large hole in your heart, a big void in your life, and there's, there's a loneliness and an emptiness in there. And there's a hunger for something to fill that hole and void that you didn't get. What God created and designed that you get from both parents, which is love, affections, you know, uh, um, uh, fellowship time, talk time, you know. So there's a big hole and void in your life, and you go out into the world not knowing what go- what's going on and why you had these struggles and trials. But you go out into the world like everybody else, trying to fill it with the things of this world. And especially dealing with relationships, uh dealing with finances, uh dealing with uh, uh uh things in the world like cars, clothes, fashion, people, status, trying to fill that hunger and that thirst and void in your life.
2: Well, I tell you, uh you walked that walk and what what did you do?
1: Yeah, so I spent about six years uh, trying to fill that void, and and like everybody else, I thought that the things of this world—position, fame, a good career, good job, or good business, the right girl, the right friends, on re- the right fashion or the right looking appearance—I really thought that was going to fulfill that emptiness and hunger inside my heart. And didn't know all that time I was looking for love, but the love I was looking for was the love of a father, which would be God the Father's love. So I tried filling with everything I could in that heart. And then other people, uh, they fill it with drugs and alcohol, trying to fill that hunger and thirst inside and not knowing all the time it's the Father's love that was created for that is missing in our life. So we get those things, and they temporarily fulfill us. But then as time go on and those things wear off, then we're still back to that same broken, hungry, thirsty, searching, desperate person.
2: You know, Johnny D., you said one Sunday afternoon, you heard a voice say to you, take a long look at life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you... uh you turned around, you <laughs> there was nobody there, but you said, "God, if you're real, prove it so uh, yeah. tell us where where that went,
1: <laughs> yeah, so it had for me it had been about six years, I was eighteen, I went out into the world, looking to fulfill that longing and void and hold in my heart. And I'm um, trying to make my mountain in the world, find my place in the world, find my group of people. And um, after about six years, and I was um, right around 25, I woke up one day. I call it a tired Sunday afternoon. I had been out clubbing and partying that evening. And uh, and I woke up and, and grabbed the toothbrush to brush my teeth. And it's like I just paused and took a long look in the mirror at my life and said, it's been six years, Johnny D., and that new door haven't opened. You haven't found out right girl in your life. That music dream haven't opened to you. The friends that you hang out with is half as dead and the other one's in prison. And, uh, you haven't fulfilled that void in your life yet. So God, if you real, you need to prove it because the world has not been the answer for me.
2: I understand you had a, a friend named Dwayne who had a story to tell. What was that all about?
1: Yeah, so Dwayne was a good friend of mine that we used to um, go out and we just loved dancing. You know, dancing out the stress and the energy and the anxiety of our life. So we just loved dancing and fashion and clothes. And uh, and so about a year earlier, he gave his heart to the Lord. And every time I would see him, he was always preaching to me, preaching, and I didn't want to hear that message. So I was ev- evading his phone calls, avoiding his messages. But this day, he just happens to be knocking on my door. And he said, the the Lord put on his heart, when you get out of church, Dwayne, just stop by to see Johnny D. But don't preach to him. Don't say anything. Just stop by to see him. And Dwayne didn't know. I had just prayed that prayer a week earlier. If you're real, you must prove it to me. And here's my best friend, or used to be best friend, stopping by. And he didn't say anything to me. And he said, I just stopped by to say, hello, I got to go. And I asked him a quick question about a dream of heaven. He began to share a message with me, and then he he took off after that.
2: Wow, yeah, I understand that the next day you're on the way to on your way to work at the restaurant, and there's a song playing on the car radio uh sounded kind of crazy. What was that all about?
1: Yeah, so, uh, after Dwayne left that day, the next day I get up, um on my way to work, have my fancy hairstyle clothes. I was working in a, in a five-star restaurant where Frank Sinatra, you know, ordered a ribs from, you know, very high scale. And, I'm, I'm on my way to work early in the morning and listen to my favorite song on the radio. Everybody get down, dun, dun, dun. And all of a sudden, it's like, uh, the music just started dragging and I thought maybe the DJ had done fell asleep on the, on the, on the record or something. Well, you know, cause that's back when they used the needles on the, uh, on the records. And it started dragging and everybody was singing slow like everybody get down. And I say, man, what is going on? So I switched the channel to another song and it's upbeat and loud and the same thing. It started dragging like everybody was like, like in hell or something. And I just kind of dismissed it. And I said, okay, I just went on to work. And when I got to work, uh, there was some nice pretty girls working there that I was interested in um, going out on a date with. And it's like I could see through them, everybody they have had a relationship with. And I said, what is going on with my life
2: today? <laughs> wow. So you, uh, you, you tell, um, you tell your friend, what has happened? And uh, he's excited, and he said, "Oh my God, Hallelujah!" And what else did he say?
1: <laughs> yes, I ran. I couldn't wait to get home after work and called Wayne and told him about the incidents that happened in my life. And he said, he said, hallelujah. He said, you know what I mean? Because I was I was really, you know, like kind of taken by like, what is going on? The things that I thought I loved the most and things that I thought was beautiful and awesome and fulfilling me. Now all of a sudden I'm getting a different perspective. And he said, God is opening up your eyes and letting you see the world for what it is. Letting you see the music and the girls and the life you was living. He's letting you see what it really is behind that physical rim today in your life.
2: Now you get invited to church with your friend about a week later and, uh, it's, uh, it's a big church and it's filled to all proportions and people are running around and they're dancing in the church and you thought <laughs> you, <laughs> you thought it was crazy. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes. I said, uh, I said, wow, this is more different than the club I thought it was. I thought we was running around, jumping around. It was all happy and celebrating and singing and dancing. And I, and I, and I had grew up in church, you know, traditionally where, you know, it was just a little bit more laid back and everybody just kind of to themselves and do a song or two, a hymn or two. But here I was, he invited me to his church that he went to. And uh people just happy and singing and rejoicing and celebrating and I said, This is very expressive. This is very different what I'm what I'm used to seeing when I grew up in my childhood and I thought we was the only ones in the club with all of the energy and the passion and the chemistry and here they are doing it in the church.
2: Wow. Wow, they you heard the Lord say something to you about uh about girls and uh he said it twice. What was that?
1: Yeah, so the preacher he was um he was he he was definitely a man of God that had a powerful anointing on his life. And um and he was just really preaching the gospel message which didn't make any sense to me. The Bible say, you know, the the gospel seems like it's uh kind of foolishness to the world. You know, but it's a mystery, but he's just preaching and preaching saying somebody need to change their life today. They tired. They're looking for something more. And I wasn't ready. I didn't quite understand the message. And, uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I got this girl at home. I told her I'd be home by a certain time. I wish she'd hurry up and get it over with and whoever's going to get saved need to get their act together because I got to go. And, uh, and I heard a voice in my head say, Johnny, the next pretty young lady you go pick up, um, um, trying to be the man and have it going on. Uh, you're going to catch A's and die. And when I heard that message so clear in my ear, my thought line, I turned around to the people behind me and said, who's talking to me? And the people are looking and saying, uh, nobody said nothing to you. What, are you on drugs or something? And I said, I know, I heard somebody it was clear. And the preacher's still up there saying, somebody need to change their life. You're tired. You're ready to come in. And I said, wow. And then I heard that voice one more time and said, Johnny, If you don't come down today, the enemy is going to get you. And I and I seen a picture of myself laying in a coffin with my family and friends around. And by that time, Dwayne walked down that storefront aisle and looked at me and said, are you ready? And I said, I'm ready. And what did you do? Yeah, so I went down to the altar call. And when I went down to the altar call, it's like duck. Power of God just hit me at that altar. It's like the weight of the whole world just fell off my shoulder. It's like I had been in this big, huge tank of water or something. And it's like I came out of the water like, ah, it's like I came out like I'm free. And I didn't even realize I was nipping my life with so much burdens or heaviness on my life. And I mean, I just, I mean, my, 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 my heart just opened up and I'm just crying and freedom was coming. And it's like I was like, oh, I'm free. Like all these chains and stuff was broken and stuff like I was free for the first time in my life.
2: Wow. Wow. What else did you find out?
1: Yeah, so at that time, um, um so I gave my heart to the Lord. I confessed my sins, um, repented of my sins, and asked Jesus in my heart. And I went home that day, just my life. Didn't know that day was going to be the day that was going to change my life from from, from darkness to light from the from the secular to the spiritual side. I didn't know that that day was going to be a pivotal day that was going to change my life for the last six years trying to fill the voids and holes and looking for that, that success that was going to make me happy. Because I thought, you know, I grew up in Detroit where it was Motown, the Auto City, Mo, um, the automobiles, and then Motown music, and I wanted to be successful like a lot of the artists back in the day. You know, they had the Michael Jacksons back in the day, the Smokey yeah. Robinsons. Diana Ross back in the day, the Marvin Gayes, all of them was, you know, back there living in Detroit, Michigan with their fame and their name. And I wanted to follow those same footsteps because I thought getting to that mountaintop of music and fashion and clothes and people that I would fill that void. But as, but as, as I grew up and, you know, gave my heart to the Lord and look back, you see that their life was very tragic. They, they made it, but it was a very tragic life after that.
2: Wow. You know, there's a lot of people who have the answer to share with someone else. And uh, that is planned, actually uh, planned by the Lord for somebody's salvation. And people are listening right now, and uh, they say, well, Johnny Deke, uh, did that ever happen in your family? Tell them about Mother's Day and your brother and sister.
1: Yeah, so what, um, what ended up happening after that day, I gave my heart to the Lord. I went home. Knowing my life, knowing my heart had been changed, uh, I went home and my uh, sister came by and visited me. And um, I began to share my testimony of what just happened in my life. And she didn't tell me until years later. She said, you, you didn't notice that when you was talking to me, I kept running into the bathroom. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't remember that. She said, you were sharing your testimony, what happened to you. And I kept running into the bathroom, and I, she said, I was running in the bathroom because I was crying. The Holy Spirit was moving all over her heart. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I was a baby Christian, so I didn't know what was going on. I was new, but I was just sharing the good news. And 30 days later, all of my sisters and brothers um, um, went to the, that little church, visited that church, and they all gave their heart to the Lord and changed all of our life that day.
2: That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Somebody cares. Yes, and yes, yes. you are the one that has found the way, and you share it with your brothers and sisters, and yes. they... By your church and by your telling them your testimony, they they come to know the King.
1: Yes, they did. The King
2: and the Lord of Lords, his name is Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I thank you so much for doing that because you answered the call that was on your life and you didn't even know you had it.
1: Yes, that is so true. And um well,
2: I so understand my- that you started uh, working with a pastor. And uh back in 1994 and uh you were uh, in this building and uh there was a propane fire and tell us about it.
1: Yes, so going back a little bit up into that event, so Dwayne was the instrument that the Lord used to bring me into the kingdom, and we used to be boys hanging out in the world, going out on the weekends, dating, having fun, and whenever I would come by Dwayne's house to pick him up, to go out and dance and go to the clubs and party, his mom was always trying to witness to me and him to get us back in church. So for about 15 years, his mom had been praying that God was going to touch our hearts and bring us into kingdom. And every time I would come by to pick him up, his mom would be witnessing, trying to invite me to church. And then eventually, Dwayne came in, and a year later, he brought me into kingdom. And so we started fellowshipping at the yeah. So his, his mom got to see all his boys come in and every weekend I come pick him up to go club and she's trying to witness and I would come through the door to get him. And he said, Johnny, my mom is going to invite you to church. So put, get ready for it. And she was like, would you like to go to church with me, Johnny? And I said, no, ma'am, I have to go to work. I'd be obviously not telling the truth. And she would say, I know Dwayne told you to say that.
2: <laughs> well, I tell you, um, that's awesome. And, uh, now, back in 1994, you were working with a pastor in a building, and uh, yes. you got you got badly burned. Tell us about it.
1: Yes, I was doing some volunteer work there. I was a cell rate a cell uh, rep for a pest control company, and I was on leave, so I had some free time to go volunteer to the church. And um, a propane tank, about as tall as I was. On the second floor of the building, the pastor had just built a, a wing on top of the garage of his little small church, and he was going to use it for his office, but he didn't have the, uh, the heating system in yet, so he was going to use a propane, a uh, heating system, uh, through the winter season to, you know, obviously raise more money to, um, properly, uh, um, um, get the heat running into place. So um, I was there doing a little volunteer work, and a propane tank caught on fire. Well, it didn't catch on fire, but all of the fumes started coming out of the propane tank first. And it filled the whole room up with um, propane fuel. And when I went and called the company on the phone to see was I in danger, they instructed me to open up the windows and let the propane fumes out, and I should be fine. And I did that. But when I walked back over by that propane tank, cause it was loud and it was gushing out, that pressure valve had came off or something, it was gushing out. And, uh, next thing I know, a gust of fire shot out of that propane tank and the whole room went up in a tower, of fi- uh, a turn- uh, furnace of fire.
2: Wow. Well, I, 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 I understand that you, uh, you know, that you found yourself in a closet and uh, the fire actually exploded and uh, it blew you through the wall and you yes. ended up falling lightly like a feather to the ground. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yes. and God says to you... Uh,
1: Tell us what he said. Yeah, so um, I was inside the closet. I crawled up like an infant baby, put my hands over my face, and couldn't think of a prayer to pray on. I was still a baby Christian, maybe about three, four years saved. And um, all I could think of is just, Save me, Jesus, save me, Jesus, save me, Jesus. That's all I could think of. And I heard the voice of the devil to say, The day you die. This is your last day. Say goodbye to your family and friends. It's over with. And I'm rationalizing in my thoughts, saying, wow, I thought God had a call on my life. I thought he had a work for me to do. I can't believe today is my day. And, you know, and, and you're kind of sitting there saying, "This that kind of stuff you see and you've heard on documentaries and Hollywood and movies, you know, where people's had this type of life and death experience. You're never thinking that yeah, would be your life. And I'm sitting there like, wow, this is my day. So I said, well, Father God, I'm not afraid to die because I know I have eternal life. You know, that's been preached to me. But I really thought you had more work for me to do. And the next thing I know, the gush of fire blew through that little closet, blew a hole in the side of the wall. And I still was crawled up with my hands over my face like an innocent baby. And that fire just came back in and blew me out of the side of the wall. And sometime later, the Lord said, I was the consuming fire. I was more hotter than the natural fire that came in to rescue you. So it blew me out of the building. I'm having an out-of-body experience where I'm floating in the air, and my physical body is floating to the ground. And at that time, I said, I'm having a nightmare. I'm having a bad dream. I had something bad to eat. I never came to church on Friday afternoon to do some volunteer for the work. I'm at home in the bed having a nightmare because I'm trying to rationalize with all of this trauma that's going on. And then I look over and I see my body simply float to the ground. And when it touched the ground, it's like my it's like my spirit man floated back into my physical body. And I just heard the voice of the Lord said, Johnny, it is safe. I've given you a second chance. Get up on your feet and go run for your life and go tell my people that I love them and I want to give them a second chance. And I just stayed there because I was scared. I thought I was still inside the building. I didn't know I had them came out of the building. And he said it twice, Johnny D, it is safe. I've given you a second chance. Get up on your feet, go run for your life. Go tell my people that I love them and I want to give them a second chance.
2: Wow. Wow. I understand that, uh, that- you were in a burn unit, and they uh your burns were so bad that uh they they didn't know if they could do anything because your burns were horrendous and uh the uh so severe that they felt that you were going to be scarred for the rest of your life, and then the Lord promises you Johnny G. yeah that your healing will be in his hands and Mm -hmm. uh, what happens
1: yes so um, the paramedics came and put me into um, MLM's and they rushed me off to the emergency room uh, Detroit Receiving Hospital in Detroit Michigan and, uh, one of the paramedics who was working in the back on me put some IVs in my hand and I, I just began to tell him how much pain I was in because faces was burned up, hands, different parts of the body, clothes was burned off. And I'm just, you know, I'm just traumatized by what just happened, life and death experience. And, uh, he began to ask me, was I saved? Did I have Jesus in my heart? And I said, yes, yes, yes. You know, I just got blew out of a church building. He said, uh, he said, uh, yeah, but are you saved? And I said, well, maybe he didn't hear what I just said. I said, yeah, I just got burned out of a church building. And he said it again. Are you saved? And by that time I got mad and I, I quoted Romans 10, 8, 9, 10. If you confess with your heart, believe in your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you're saved. And he said, now I know you saved, Johnny. He said, this is my ministry. This is where I get to meet a lot of people who go through a, a rough time of their life or a low down, a low end time of their life. And I get to share the gospel because a lot of times people think because they go to church, go with their parents, sing in the choir that they say, but they haven't made a public confession. But when you gave me the scriptures, I knew that you say. So they rushed me off to the hospital. They had all of the doctors outside waiting on me. And uh, they rushed me into an emergency room and uh, the chaplain came in there and he came to see, was I saved again? And I said, the paramedics already got hold of me, chaplain, I'm already good. And he said, he made the cross on his head and said, well, you have a blessed day, son. And uh, so the specialist said, um, so you've been burned from your, your face and your hands and different parts of the body. And we learned, Johnny, that we do not lie to burn patients when you go to the, come to the burn unit. We learned that uh, we tell them the truth, what the results look like, what the percentage of the outcome. Because they said we we realize in our medical profession that uh, there's no more uh, more no more serious pain than being burned and smell your own body on fire. They said that's probably the worst pain ever seen in the medical field. Uh, even a gun wound or, you know, a knife shot or broken bone. But when your body is on fire and it smells itself being burned. So we learn to tell our burn victims exactly what the outcome looks like. So they can make the choice, the direction that they want to go in. So he said, wow. okay, you need, yes, yeah, he said, you may need a little skin graft here and there. And there's not a guarantee that skin graft will work. Uh, you may have a, you took a lot of heat in your lungs, so you may have breathing problems. Your eyes was burned up a lot. You may have eye problems. You may have hearing problems. And, um, and, um, I think that was, and then your hands was burned up a lot and we need, skin. we need to do skin graft on your hands. Is It's not a guarantee that it always works out with the skin graft.
2: Wow. Well, and, uh, during this time in your healing, something also was birthed in you. Two cm.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so at that time, um, the Holy Spirit came into the hospital room and said, um, "I'm gonna give you everything back supernaturally. No surgery, no skin graft, no breathing problem, no hearing problem, no eye problem." He said, "The only thing I'm gonna leave noticeable on your body that you can keep is your mugshot." <laughs> he said, "I don't know why you want it, but you can have your mugshot. Your face will be okay. You'll be okay." And so uh, that that was the birth of what I would call. Um, 2CM, which stands for Second Chance Ministry, that uh, Father God loves you, and he wants to give you that second chance in your life because he's the God of second chance. And when I was in the hospital, Holy Spirit said, I'm going to leave your hands for an example for your testimony for three reasons. Reason number one, if you ever think about going back to the streets and the club and that world out there, Johnny, that world's been there before you're gone, and when you go, that world will still be there. He said, reason number two, if you ever think about going back to that lifestyle, you know, number two, if you're ever having a hard time in your life and you feel like God is not there for you, look at your hands. You're supposed to be dead, and I give you a second chance. And reason number three is anybody ever asked what's going on with your hands? Let them know that uh, the Lord loves you and He wants to give them a second chance. And so that's what started the ministry. Two PM, and a little bit after that, the specialist came back into the room. Uh, He said, "Well, from the looks of it, you may not need as much surgery or skin graft. We thought because look like you're healing up." And I said, "Oh, the Holy Spirit already came in and told me to report. I'm good to go."
2: (laughs) Wow, wow! And and, you know, the thing is, your call was a mantle. Your call was of the highest order, and Mm -hmm. people listening. You heard where Johnny was, where he'd been, what he'd done, and how God, in his infinite grace and mercy, took a hold of him, healed him so there was no scars, and gave him the highest order of calling, a mantle of healing in their lives. And, uh, I am, so I, I'm, I'm totally overwhelmed. You, um, you've been to the, at that time you had been to, uh, uh, I guess, or shortly after, uh, you were, uh, both in, uh, uh, you went to us and abroad and, uh, you were kind of, uh, following in the footsteps of Billy Graham, and you uh, you conducted mission trips abor- abroad and uh, having already gone to India and South Africa. Oh, wait a mm. minute. Cape Town. Yeah. In Cape Town. Yeah. There's something about your life in Cape Town. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so I was um, traveling. The Lord um, brought me to Charlotte, North Carolina, a little bit after that. Didn't know anything about Charlotte. Had no family here. And he said, um, you're an evangelist, John. You're doing missionary work with an evangelist. And I brought you to Charlotte to get that Billy Graham mantle from him because I want you to reach one of the a very difficult group out here today. is the Baggy Pants Young Man. And he said, I've been working on your heart to teach you the love of the Father for about 15, 20 years. You get the critical judging out of your message. And get the love of the father. He said, that's what made Billy Graham so successful. And I can send him anywhere in the world because he would never hurt people and then never misrepresent his father. And it's taken me this long to get the love of the father birthed in your heart. So when I started doing these outreaches, I went to Cape Town, South Africa on my second missions tour trip over there. And um, that's where I met my wife, Evelyn, in Cape Town, South Africa.
2: Oh, that's it. She changed your life. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes 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 yes
2: yeah well tell us about the uh your family
1: yeah so we now, have we uh kids. we
2: we had you on in october or november yeah. or somewhere yeah. uh, a few months ago and uh your wife had just given birth tell us about your family
1: Yes. Yeah, so um me and my wife had been married for uh, ten years before we started our family. And um and so she um we got married, she came on and jumped on board, continued to do ministry with us, um, for about three years, joined me with full time ministry and everything, having an adventure of our life. Um, but we was in a new marriage, two different cultures, so we began to have a little spiritual warfare that was going on in our marriage and we began to seek the Lord for some revelation and truth, how to get more free. And the Lord showed us this freedom program that he showed me that when I gave my heart to the Lord, that there was some, some areas in my soulless realm, my soul realm, not my spirit man, but my soul realm, because we have three departments, spirit, soul, and body. He said the spirit got saved and came alive, but your your emotional realm, your soul still had a lot of childhood trauma in your life and her life. So he took us on. He had us to close that ministry down for a season, took us on this amazing adventure how to get free from a lot of roadblocks and struggles and hiccups that was in our soul and bring freedom in our life. And the Lord said, when I got saved, the church didn't give me the full model of getting cleaned out in the spirit, soul, and body. They just got the spirit man on fire and alive. But the soul department needed some restoration and cleansing, healing from curses to trauma to um, roadblocks and barriers and hindrance in our life. So it, took t- it didn't take 10 years to get free, but we was on a 10-year journey seeking this freedom so we can enjoy our marriage more. And when we have our kids, we would do a more quality job being loving to our kids. So 10 years later is when we started our family. Okay, and what do you have? <laughs> so I, I have a six-year-old son now. His name is Jalen, and he have a prophetic call on his life. And we have a brand-new surprise that came last year is a, a five-month um, five uh, uh, baby girl, and her name is Evangeline. We had uh, prayed and asked the Lord. Uh, my wife said, my wife Evelyn said, Lord, I would love to name my little girl after, you know, Johnny D. What would be a great name to name her after Johnny D? And he said, Evangeline, representing the evangelist. And uh, and when my little boy Jalen was born, we thought he was going to be the girl. And a boy pops out. We did a home birth, a natural home birth. And I said, oh, Lord, we don't even have a name for my son. We thought he was going to be the girl first. And uh, the Lord gave me the name Jalen, Jalen, J-Y-L-E-N. And, and and we didn't even know till months later, Jalen, Johnny, and Evelyn.
2: <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> no, you want. You know, the thing is is that uh, you've written a, a book, uh, and you have a CD that uh, tells us about the second chance given in Revelation by the Lord, and yeah. uh, how could they get a copy of that book?
1: Yeah, so I have a uh, website, which is uh, johnnyd.org, and that's j o h n n y d dot o r g Johnny D dot and I actually have a few clips of my songs on the CD that's on the website that they can go and just uh, tap on it and listen to listen to the songs that are on there as well.
2: Awesome, awesome, and they uh, uh, they also can call your uh, your your business phone or is yeah. that? Uh, yeah.
1: Yes, the ministry phone, which is 704-535-9393. 704-535-9393.
2: Well, I'll tell you, there's, uh, you're talking to a guy who, uh, who died at age 49, and, um the Lord came to me the next day and said, this is not the first time I've saved your life. Mm -hmm. And I went, wait a minute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When was the first time? And ironically, it was at age 17 Mm -hmm. on frozen ice. And I should have drowned and died. And Mm -hmm. he saved my life. So second chance ministries... I can relate to.
1: Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Well,
2: I, I tell you what, um, I know um, that, uh, and uh, Brother Shannon, I, I want you to know that our listeners need to know that Johnny D had a meeting with 30 others and Derek Prince. As he shared and prayed for their ministries. Wow. How about that? I really like Derek Prince. Oh, that's an honor.
1: Yes. yes. Yes, yes,
2: yes. Well, I tell you, uh, his son-in-law or maybe his grandson has a, a church right here yeah. opposite the, uh, uh, church of the, uh, I can't remember it, um, but I'll have it for you. Yeah, he's Amen. right five minutes from me. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and uh, Giro... so he's five, and five minutes from uh, uh, the um, church I go to.
1: And Pastor so, i I have a quick word I wanted to share with the listeners for what the new, what 2024 looks like for this year in the Kingdom of God as well.
2: Oh, please, please do.
1: Yeah, so 2024 represents the new open door in the kingdom of God for Christians around the world. So this is a year where um, open doors, promotion, favor, and opportunities to take you into a new phase, a new direction, a new dimension of your purpose and your call that's on your life. So this is the year the Lord want to promote and open doors and, and, and loosen, release you into some destiny and purpose in your life. Last year was a year where by the end of last year was a very strong lot of spiritual warfare. It was a tight squeeze, but the, but the prophetic words in the new year is going to be a new open door. Now to receive what the Lord has for you, cause it's an open heaven, uh, to receive what he has for you, he, the number one thing I see him doing in this new year is what we call spiritual detox. People getting cleaned out from a lot of hurts, pains, traumas, if there's any generational curses or demonic um, oppression, this is the top of the calendar to humble yourself and get that fruit. We have a model we call the freedom session and then like a spiritual detox that take you through about eight sessions, eight week, a year, an hour and a half or one day a week, and it just cleans everything out of your life like a spiritual filter so you can be prepared for what Father God has for you, and the enemy can't rob you of your new blessings. So it seems like 2024 is a harvest season, but that wants us to get cleaned out so we can enjoy our new Christian journey in the kingdom of God.
2: Do you remember the title of the program? Uh, the program is called The
1: Journey, and it has eight sessions in it, dealing with your history session. you dealing with uh, generational things in your life, demonic things, trauma things, ungodly beliefs in your life, and all it is is just the Holy Spirit. You partner with the person, and you're doing sets of prayers, walking through for about an hour to an hour and a half once a week with homework, and you will be amazed. It's like your spiritual filter in your life is being cleaned out, like you doing a car or like in your home, your head is more clear. Your thoughts are more clear. Uh, your mind is more clear. Your relation with the Lord is more, more, more connected. Your personality has changed. It's like you unload all this heaviness you've been carrying around for years doing Christ, uh, and, and dealing with things in your life. And you just wake up fresh and brand new for this new harvest season to receive all that he has for you and to keep it as well.
2: Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I i, I tell you, um, we on this program, uh, we take communion, worldwide mm-hmm. communion, yeah. and uh, we also give a, a call of salvation, and I just want to bring to their attention uh, those that are listening that have never, ever given their life, to the Lord, like, uh, Johnny Z did, and then yeah. his, uh, brother and sister, and, uh, and, uh, things like that, and I, uh, want you to know in verse 15, Jesus says that whoever believes may in Him have eternal life. Amen. Yeah. Well, well, what do you mean? I thought you had to earn it. No. For it says in verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. My God, I didn't know that. And the following verse, this is John three, fifteen, sixteen, 16, and 17, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him. And, Johnny D., you want to bring Mm -hmm. in the harvest?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Amen.
2: Go ahead. Bring him into the kingdom.
1: Yes, so Father God loves you so very much, guys and girls that's out there in the world today. And he apologized for the warfare you went through, but he was always with you. And he wants to make it up to you and bring justice in your life. He's already forgiven you of all your sins, but he just simply asks you to repent and confess your sins, and he's more than happy to forgive you of your sins today. And you're valuable, special, and important to him today, and all he wants is a relationship with you today. He wants to reveal himself to you, and he wants to laugh and walk and talk with you and show you your purpose and journey and destiny he has. And when trials and storms come through, you will learn how to trust in him as you endure. So all you had to do is say, Father God, I repent of my sins. I confess my sins, and I thank, ask for forgiveness. Thank you for forgiveness. And I believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world, and I thank you for salvation today. I believe in Christ as the only one and only God, the only Savior in the whole world, is Jesus Christ. And I invite him into my heart today. And, Father God, I love you, and I thank you for a second chance in Jesus' name.
2: Awesome, awesome, awesome. John D, you gave the word that brought through eternal life Mm. just because God had a plan and Mm. it was using you tonight to guide them into eternal life that nobody knew was there for them.
1: Yes.
2: And, uh, I want to go on with communion and I want to, uh, say to you that in first 1 corinthians 1123 through 26 <clears throat> the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed how about that mm-hmm. in the night in which he was pre- betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's Mm -hmm. take the bread together. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. And by your stripes, I am healed. Mm. And then in the same way, he took the cup also. After supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Until he comes. Let's take that now. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's your blood shed on the cross that has covered my sins and they are remembered no more. Amen. Washed clean by the blood of the Lamb of God that was slain. Amen. Oh, Thank you, Lord. And one other thing I'd like to share. Now, Johnny D., you said relationship. Yes. Why wouldn't this be religion?
1: Yes. Father, God don't want the performance. He wants a relationship. He don't want the orphan. He wants sonship. So he simply wants you to do it in the new year. Is go into your prayer time, close the door, turn your cell phone off, give him 15, 20, 30 minutes if you, you know, you have that time and just have a conversation with God. He wants you to sit and talk and talk to him just like we're talking to each other. Devotion time is when I read my word and pray about certain things. But relationship is when I go in, close the door, or find a chair in my home somewhere, just me and him or in the closet, and just sit there and talk to him and say, Father God, all I want to do is give me an understanding what it looks like to have a relationship with you. How to just talk and cast my care, share my heart, learn to know you, enjoy hearing your voice, and you reveal yourself to me like I'm talking to a real person. That's what he wants in 2024, relationship. And time passed. I spent time praying, reading Psalms, Proverbs, getting into the books, reading. And that was my, re- my de- devotion time. But I didn't know he wanted talk time, just sit and say, how are you doing today, Dad? What are you up to today? And, and, and yeah, as you practice it by faith, he will begin to reveal himself to you, and you would enjoy the greatest adventure of your life talking to God, not praying, not begging, not pleading, just having a conversation with God. Casting your care, share your heart, and enjoying Him.
2: Oh, my God. I never knew that you could have a relationship with Almighty God and His Son, Jesus yeah. Christ.
1: Yes. I,
2: I, I, my friends, He knows everything about you. Yes. yes. And He calls you His sons. And his daughter. Yes. Welcome to the family of God because he loves you and he has given that to you because he accepts you just the way you are,
1: redeemed
2: and whole once more. Mm Mm-hmm. Amen. I tell you, you them. Johnny Z, tell it's something else that you have on your heart. Yeah, there's a calling going out. I know yeah. there's a calling for salvation, and people don't know about that. Give them a yeah. call.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, Father God wants to reveal himself. The Bible said God was in Christ, bringing the world back to him. So the fall in the garden is where all our problems began through Adam and the enemy. And we lost that relationship and trust and love in God and identity and authority and who we are. So now, Father God wants to bring us back into that relationship and restore everything that was lost in the day of the garden in Jesus' name. So he wants to restore our identity in him and our authority in him and our relationship in him so we can go out in the world and be a light to the world. And we won't be orphans begging God to show up and use us powerfully. We build relationships, through conversation, get to trust him, get to see him, know him. And now we go out and shine the light to the world because it's who we are. We don't go out because it's the right thing to do. We go out and show our light because it's who we are. Because as we spend time with Dad, it rubs off on us. And Jesus said, I only do what I see my daddy do. I only say what I heard my daddy say. I only go where my dad goes. So he was demonstrating who God was in a physical body, and he wants us to do the same exact thing.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And you talked about... Uh... Putting on the full armor of God, could you tell yeah. us about that?
1: Yeah, so I just speak that over to the listeners tonight, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth around your waist, your feet prepared with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith that quenched all the fiery darts and enemy, and the sword of the spirit, which is the living word of God. So Father God wants us to be soldiers on the battleground. And the person Holy Spirit out of the Trinity is the most important person in your life on planet earth today. Jesus said, I would not leave you an orphan. I would send you a helper and he's the spirit of truth and he would teach you everything you need to know. So the most important person of the Trinity on planet earth, Is the person Holy Spirit to come in and partner with you, fellowship with you. He's not to control your life, but he's to partnership with and fellowship how to govern your Christian life, how to train you, how to equip you to live a kingdom godly life. That way we don't do it in our own strength. We don't try to be religious on our own. We don't try to be goody-two-shoes. But we partner with the person Holy Spirit, and he comes in and train us how to represent the kingdom of God on earth like it is in heaven. That way, it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord.
2: Awesome, awesome. You know, in Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven, it says, I know the plans that I yeah. have for you, declares yeah. the Lord. Plans to prosper you yeah. and not to harm you. Plans yeah. to give you hope. Yeah. That's what's missing in your life.
1: Yeah. Yes. Hope yes.
2: and a future.
1: Amen.
2: And, and when I you tell pray. you that if you trust in the Lord yeah. with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding because that's yeah. where I got mixed up. In mm-hmm. all your ways acknowledge Him and He, He yeah. shall yeah. direct your path. Yes,
1: and that's yes, yes. Proverbs
2: mm-hmm. three, five and six. Yes, yes. Three, Proverbs three, things. five
1: and six, mm-hmm. yes. And, the, and the so I things.
2: want you to know that uh you know the one thing that you said really touched me and that was That once you had the Lord in your life, Mm -hmm. you were no longer anxious. And I'd like to share Philippians 4, uh, 6 and 7. uh, Mm -hmm. I am anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, I let my request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guards my heart and uh, mind through Christ Jesus
1: yes yes
2: yes so Mm -hmm. therefore you've been justified by faith you have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ amen and uh, brother Brother Shannon
0: what a powerful testimony today Johnny D
1: thank you thank you
0: praise the Lord trust him Yeah and endure till the end. I'll tell you, a powerful, powerful word. Uh, Brother Johnny D., if someone wanted to contact you in your ministry, is there a way they can do that?
1: Uh, so the website is johnnyd.org, johnnyd.org, small dot J-O-H-N-N-Y-D.org, and then 704-535-9393.
0: Now is there a way they can support your ministry?
1: Yes, it is. Yes. You can um contact us by texting or getting in touch or through the website as well. Because okay. you know, nowadays people do cash apps, PayPals, and everything.
0: Yes. Do you have that listed on your website?
1: Yes. If I do
0: not, I will make sure my wife put it on there. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Great. And um do you have an email address you want to give out to?
1: Yes, the email address is Johnny D, uh, Johnny D at johnnyd.org. Johnnyd at johnnyd.org. I try my best to keep it all simple. Johnny D. Now that's spelled <laughs> J O H N N Y?
0: Yes, and the letter D. Okay, that's easy. Uh, Brother yeah, Gary? Johnny D, and Johnny D. Give out your contact information for Just In Time Ministries.
2: Oh, I, uh, <laughs> got so listening to everybody that I, uh, I just want to say that now we're going into our ninth year, um as JustInTimeMinistries.com and, uh, we just love the opening that Shannon has provided so that the Word of Truth can go free amongst you and bring peace and healing and restoration
0: gentlemen it is a real honor to be here with you today and uh, brother Johnny I received that mm-hmm. word as others are also mm-hmm. commenting that they do for 2024 praise God for yeah. you um, my brother uh, Gary you got to get brother Johnny D back on often and uh, Johnny would you like to close us in prayer today
1: Yes, so Father, we love you so much because God is love. God is love. God is love. Father God loves you so very much. He's crazy about you. He thinks the world about you. He wants the best for you and he has the very best for you in 2024. And all he simply wants is a relationship with your heart and your heart is in your belly. That's your Bible heart, your spirit man. So you're valuable, you're special, you're important, you're wanted and needed. And we love you, and God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. I say amen, amen to that. <laughs> Brother Gary?
2: All right. Another Go ahead whole, there.
0: Another home run for Jesus. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. Mm-hmm. Love you both, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see
1: you again mm-hmm. soon. Thank you, thank you. Love you, love you in the name of the Lord. God yeah, speak.
2: and Johnny D., I got something to tell you. I won't take oh. radio time, and uh, but it's okay. good. Amen. All right. amen. Okay. Thank you, Johnny.
0: Thank Bye-bye. you, Brother Gary. God bless you. <laughs> Love Great. you. Love you too, brother. Folks, we're going to take about a five-minute break. We're going to uh, get our system set up for our next show. So take a drink break, bathroom break, and uh, the feed will come back on as soon as we're ready. A few minutes.